Hello, Janet Redmond. Welcome to this recording studio of Radically Alive Women Next Women's Culture podcast. And we've just. With two of us and two vehicles. And two vehicles. <laughs> so these, are the record, these are the recording studios of Flying Walker. And I don't know what you're calling that car you're in. Mine is a possibility mobile. Thank you. I, in our pre conversation, I was. I was asking you just now, who are you? Like, how can I introduce you? Because I know you are a great many things. So who are you right now? Yeah. I'm someone full of joy and I'm a possibilitator, communication bridge builder. I'm a phase one game world builder. I'm a bridge from people who know something's not working in their modern culture life and who want to know what else is possible. And I'm a bridge for that. I'm a full of joy or me, which means grandma, but it's a word chosen by Nico, my eldest grandson. Yeah, there are the few of the things that I am. You know me as a sorceress sister. Yeah, that'll do for now. Thank you. Yeah, and the other topic I was curious about, like I usually I come with a topic, like I have a clear impulse. I, I want to hear from that woman about that. And I had an impulse when I first asked you, will you come and, and have a conversation with me and record it? And then that was a couple of weeks ago and time, yeah, things changed. So I'm wondering, start over. I know that you're researching, you have been researching the feminine, and I said that to you before, I, I appreciate that you're at the edge of research there, like you have gone steps and I see you take a stand for that, for different way of being in the world. And then my question is, what is your personal research right now about being a woman, about radically taking a stand for your way of being a woman? Wow, what a beautiful question. Like something inside me really sinks, having that inquiry in our space, Julia. My attention goes back to my motto I created over 30 years ago, which is to maintain the fullest aliveness in myself and facilitate the fullest aliveness in others. And in many ways that hasn't changed. So being alive a fully radically alive woman now is using my gifts to contribute to my village and my community. Not as a rescuer like I would have done in the past, but that's what my being, my essence, that's who I am inside. And I've researched this over decades. I've done many retreats, three-week retreats with exploring the, the feminine and the masculine. And my edge now is, will I really make a stand and stay connected to my woman's way of being in the world? And that's not always easy with the pressures of modern culture. And even in possibility management, it's I've made a stand for some uh, sequencing or linear steps that simply don't work for me 
on the inside. Yeah. Is that, am I clear in what I'm saying, Julia? Yes, there are some aspects that I would love to go deeper into. And mm -hmm. one is, I want to mention that you have, like you were for many years and you still are applying the tools of transactional analysis. So besides the possibility management context, you're, you're weaving in your wisdom and, and experience of, of many years of facilitating and creating and transactional analysis. Is that accurate? Yes. For nearly 30 years, I was in the world of transactional analysis. And a lot of things in possibility management have their origins in TA, transactional mm -hmm. analysis, where I actually met Clinton and Marion in 2007 was at the transactional analysis conference in San Francisco. So yeah, as You know, next birthday, modern culture would put me out to uh, pasture and retire. <laughs> and at the age of that won't be me, 65. Yeah. And that won't be me because I feel like my whole decades before now are preparing me with the different fields I've been in to be who I am today and show up how I am. So, yes. Transaction analysis, in particular integrative psychotherapy with Richard Erskine, psychodrama, retreats, spiritual retreats, trauma release exercise training, to name a few. I mean, I'd need my CV to remember it all. All, all are who I am now. And, Julia, I'm probably going to cry telling you this. So being a woman means I listen to the impulse each day of, How do I spend my day? And I'm going out to Murawai today. I've offered, I'm getting the biggest download right now. I've offered my services, my skills to the people in flood devastated Murawai community and to hold space for people. Two firemen have died. People have lost their homes. And I just know I can go and hold that feeling space today and set it up with my archetypal lineage and know I'll have resources, my own knowledge and resources and resources beyond my humanness to hold those healing, feeling, learning spaces. So that's how being a woman today shows up. Shows up for you by following your impulses every day about what, how you're going to go about your day and what's the task and i think that's freedom wow can you say something about what does being a woman have to do with archetypal lineage i heard you say what is archetypal lineage oh, even oh question yeah. <laughs> simple whoa and all this in 20 minutes it means i can be as i am a space through which my bright principles can flow. And I often feel like I'm doing nothing, even with my decades of experience and skill training, because the space is doing the work. My archetypal lineage needs a human that holds spaces for them to do their work in, on the planet. 
Sounds intriguing. And while I have a rough idea of that, and I, I imagine people listening to this will never have heard about archetypal lineage or bright principles, how would you describe that from your own experience? In a channel that the powers of love, magic, clarity, transformation can flow through. And so you're possibly mm -hmm. lots and lots of other possibilities. Yeah, being there and I yeah, it's a bit sounds simplistic. I don't have to do very much. And yet somehow there is my own resources and what some people might call spiritual resources or universal resources I call archetypal lineage, they can come through. It sounds like more an undoing than a doing. Undoing getting oh, out of the way. An definitely an undoing. And a, a being. And then I would think the most random thing and say it. And that's the pivotal point when I'm holding an emotional healing process in my flying walker motorhome. How do you? How did you get? And how? How would you encourage women to get to the point that they think the random things or the most random thing comes up, and then to actually follow that and or say it? You know, this irreverence that you have or the trust in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah? To, to follow that. I definitely. I yeah? can definitely be irreverent, and that's sometimes that my irreverence. Is the, is the exact thing that pops something that's stuck open. How do I get, how would I encourage someone? Well, the thing that's coming right now is ask for an offload space and ask someone to listen to all the things you didn't say where, uh, connected to a particular project you were doing or a person you were seeing these are the things I wish I'd have said or these are the things I didn't pay attention to so to prime the pump prime the pump so that so that it flows and, and I have a real experience like a real life experience of you offering me that space and I we called it unplugged I think and that's mm -hmm. Julia unplugged, Julia unplugged which which helped this space to be born and you know, the, the podcast space to be born where he invited me to just offload all these things that I wish I had said in an earlier space and then it could come out messy. It, it's, and you did create this, um, this drain, what is it? A drain unblockage, like literally physically a drain company. Yeah. I, drain. Oh, uh, yes. Drinking and the vans just gone. One of the vans have just gone past right now. Random. Yes, so, so literally in, created, the, in a physical realm, you've physical created that. In the physical world, yeah. um, the family has a business that my son and grandsons run with others. And they we have CCTV cameras that you put the camera down to see where the blockage is in the, in the physical drains. And it's been family pot, a family of possums or roots. And that's what I think I do. And what I was inviting you to do, come on, get unplugged 
from the space we were in with all the stuff you didn't say. So, yeah, ask, they were back to what can people do? Ask for someone to hold an I want to be unplugged space. Because yeah. then when the pump's been primed, then you I invite you then to trust I've got this random idea and put it in the space and, and see, see what from the results. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like with the drains, there's smelly, rotten possum maybe stuck there. So it's not pretty. It doesn't smell nice of roses and fragrances. It's it's really like, this unplugging process involves to dare to get it out messy in a, in a messy way. You've got to get covered in shit to unplug yeah. the drink. Exactly. The sub, subhuman intelligent thought where in mm. our field and the real shit, honestly, there's a smell at the drinking yard when the guys come back and it's not an aromatherapy that would sell smell much, but they all smell of pickles. Then people would be stuck without it when you're you you know, when your toilet's blocked and your drains are blocked and it's the same emotionally, physically. And how does that, how is that specifically relevant for women or how is that part of a journey I'm not sure that this question is really one that leads anywhere. I'm going anyway, unplugged. How does that, I, I heard you say that you explored your feminine, you spend a lot of time exploring that. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering about what is the feminine quality versus the masculine quality? What is the feminine really? What is it? Well, first I had to unplug my own feminine space inside that was actually full of modern culture masculine brain so I had a strongly developed masculine side of me to survive in the world I was raised in and in the culture I'm raised in so first knowing that I'd filled that in my inter my feminine space has been a lifelong, at least 10, 40, um, 30, 40 years. Because what I'd taken into my system was my dad's way of being as a man. And my dad was full of emotion, more than my mum. So it's been a real clear my own drains out first of knowing, oh, that's man's mind I've put inside. I'm thinking like a man. And my throat's tightening as I'm saying that. So that I got to feel, hey, a woman's actually, as a woman, I'm wired to everything. Everything's connected. As a woman, you are wired to everything. Yeah, that's, and as everything, and for me, the archetypal masculine is the nothingness from which the nothingness in which the feminine can then bring forth the next impulses and gems and birth what's needed. I think you're uh, right on topic, yeah. Uh, and then the modern culture world doesn't work for me as a woman. So I need, I take the times to be in nature and and to find ways that I can protect Gaia from more poisoning. Like I often cry, even in the limited mileage I do, 
watching the exhaust I create because I am polluting Gaia. And it's usually it's one of the reasons I bought my 80 acres in 2014 to heal up a little handkerchief-sized pocket of Gaia so that my, as a woman, guard, being a guardian of Gaia, we did use cattle holistic management to, to heal that little handkerchief-sized piece of, of the earth. And I still want to be with people like you to really bring the dream where no one owns Gaia, as you beautifully brought in our project. What I hear there is um, this comes from this connection, like connected as a woman, you're connected to everything, including Gaia. And there's an element of when you are Gaia and you honor your own resources and you honor your pain about how humanity is the, the large the larger part of humanity is dealing with Gaia and how you are yourself handling your life in connection or not connection with Gaia that that's where change really starts where a next culture of next women's culture also starts yes. responsibility for my way of poisoning my way of not caring my way of being a zombie and going to sleep because it's convenient. And yes. on the flip side, yes, I'm holding spaces, reclaim your warrioress, so that women clear some of what is in their feminine space and that they find their own power and resourcefulness. Because a woman empowered is a woman who can love and protect. Wow, a woman empowered is a woman who can love and protect. Yeah. Yeah, it touches my grief really deeply. How disempowered women are. So are men in a patriarchal system. And um, I will do what I can while my body's on this planet to keep empowering humans back to their core ability to love, protect, and live as a village. Oh, it's touching me deeply because I know it's possible and I haven't created it in physical form yet. I can do pockets as I'm living at the moment. You haven't created it yet and you are creating pockets. Yeah. I'm touched by your grief and I'm touched by your, also by your holding a staff for this is possible. You know, it is possible and that inner knowing since that, that is, it is so valuable to have stay in zombie mode or I, I take a stand for this other way. And I need my team of women around me of which you are one of them, Julia. Wow. You have to, I didn't bring tissues before, but I'm sure I got them now. Your interviewing has touched me deeply and I'm glad of that. Me too. And it touches me that your know, theoretically aliveness is not just the loud anger. It's, you know, it's, it's all of it. It also is this deep grief, sadness about what matters to you. Yeah. Thank you.
Thank you. That's, that's been a real gem of my day. Thank you, Maria. And just after we had finished our recording, Janet shared this beautiful poem with me that I did not want to withhold from you. So enjoy. When the meteorite hit, is this what it was like when he hit her? Obliviously entering her, only finding her by chance. He didn't feel or sense her presence. He the nothing, she the everything of and from her deepest darkness. She creation, spiritual human evolution. He awareness, consciousness, the great nothing, no thing, the void. She darkness, he light. What of creation was born from this unconscious encounter? <laughs> 